last week on Discount Heroes. Wagon wheel just jumps straight up suddenly and then does a front flip kick. Hits the kid squarely on the top of the head. That kid's unconscious. I need help immediately. We found this kid knocked out in the streets. I heard his name was Rick. <laughs> Y'all can crash at my place. Dude, fuck yeah. Let's go to Divi's place. Day three. Wow. You know what? Waking up this morning, I feel different. Stronger. Cue the level up music now. All our fellow townsmen, they got taken by the harpies. They were they were taken to the mountain? Yeah, mountain far grave. Yes, we should go to the mountain. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've hit puberty. <laughs> uh, I would like to do one more thing before we head up the mountain. Hey, wagon wheel. Hey, yeah. It's like, uh, you can come by my office. It's true. What? I am a secret ninja, I guess. It's Allegis. After I met with him, I couldn't remember my past. I like you, man. I think we're gonna help you. I'm gonna get your name back, bro. No, I'm gonna be Wagon Wheel forever. So pull out your bow and arrow and take aim. Because you don't want to miss this episode of Discount Heroes. So I'm just going to summarize it quickly and then you guys give a little summary of what you feel like happened. I liked how this turned out in one of the other episodes and I think it'll work out well here, especially when we're kind of in the middle of the action just a little bit. So last week you discovered a shocking secret about your friend Wagon Wheel, wherein you learned that his memory had apparently been erased by Legis the Terrible and he'd been working for him for about a year or maybe longer. Unrelated to that, you guys resolved yourselves to... Go rescue the people that had been taken hostage by the harpies at Fargrave Mountain. Uh, hopefully to undo maybe some of the bad karma that some people might have earned over the past few days. Does that about summarize it? I don't know what bad karma you're talking about. Knox did great things. Yeah, pretty much. I don't, you know, some people might have some. So, some people. Some people say heroes. I cut a goblin in half. Yeah, we leveled up. I cut up a goblin. I learned how to be angrier. Yeah, the goblin was two episodes ago. Quit harping in the past. I just want to cut another goblin so bad. What did you think of to, that made you more pissed? Um, uh, Those goblins running away. They got away, man. I could have got to them. I could have cut them in half. I could have cut their heads off. I could have dismembered them. There were like so many options and I just, I missed all of them. If I had just been a little angrier. I'm angry too. I gotta admit. I think Thrasher needs some therapy. No, I don't. I don't need therapy. I'm fine. I was just happy to have a, like a rocking party back at uh, Demi's place, you know? Uh, finally, I had some, some like cool guests over and we got to like do some drinking and some partying. It was just, it was great. Uh, you know, Knox, uh, Knox became a beefy boy. He's, uh, he's rocking 16 HP now. He's got those big, strong muscles somewhere in there. And uh, he, he, he liked when uh, Copes woke up with the socks on his hooves because he kind of freaked out a little bit there. Um, I took a nap on a couch. Uh, I woke up with some sweet tattoos. 
and I'm pretty sure that I hit puberty and I'm going to be a, a full adult male satyr soon. But he'll never act like one. I know. Hey, man. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic story and character-driven real-play podcast. We're a group of buddies who've all known each other for 15-plus years. We've played countless hours of questionable D&D, and now we want to share with you the game that we love so much. My name is Brent. I'm the DM. we got four players here. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you're playing? Is it me? Uh, hey, guys. It's Tyler. I'm playing the adorable, lovable, adult Seder Copes. What's up, groupies? I'm Aaron, and I'm playing Demarok, the tiefling bard. This is Jared. I play the part of Thrasher, the human barbarian. And this is Matt, and I play the part of Knox Longfoot, uh, the gnome wizard who is tall of heart and short in stature. And I play everybody else. Poorly. Damn it. (laughs) Got him. It's always good to roast your DM right before he throws you into a situation. All right, so here we are. You guys have just walked outside of Wagon Wheel's storefront titled Dolls, 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 and it sounded like you had a plan for what you wanted to do. I turn into a dragon. Here's the dragon. Problem solved. Dungeons and Dragons, we're halfway done with the campaign. (laughs) (laughs) I turn into a dungeon. Uh, I explore them both. (laughs) Uh, So we're going, we're, we're heading to the mountain, right guys? Go mess up some harpies. Yeah, I guess as we kind of uh, exit the building, Knox will look around and be like, hey guys, I think we should, uh, we should head off to the mountain as soon as possible. Try to get up there and see if we can help those people that got taken. Which direction is the mountain from the city? It's to the north of the city. It's, a, it's, about, it's probably about a day and a half walk. If you had some other kind of means of travel, like a great gazelle, that's what they ride here instead. Then it'd probably take less than a day. But a day and a half will put you at the foot of the mountain. Have I, have I seen a great gazelle? Yeah, you've seen a great gazelle. Oh, dire gazelle is that better? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. You know, you know what I'm asking at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I say we head to the north gate and uh, prepare to make the trip to the mountain. If everyone's good. Yeah, I'm down with that. Like anything to get further away from wagon wheel right now because. <laughs> Every time we see that little guy, it just gets weirder and like more dangerous. And like, yeah, I'm I'm down to head to the mountain. You just hear a muffled like, go go go! We gotta go. We head north. I think we were right on the city outskirts, weren't we? Isn't his? Yeah, we're right next to the gate. Yeah, we're on our way. You approach the gate. You see that there is a line of people waiting to get out. It looks like guards are talking to each of them before they let them pass through the gate. It looks like they're holding up a sheaf of paper to each of the people leaving the city and talking to them about it for a brief moment before allowing them to leave. Okay, I got this. Say, hey, Thrash, come with me, buddy. I'm going to put my arm around him and I'll walk up to the guard. Hello, sir. Uh, we need to get out of the gate. My, my best friend Thrash here, he, he lost his girlfriend and she flew up to the mountain and we need to go get her back because it's the only thing he ever loved. <laughs> and he, he he bought a tie for the wedding, and she flew over there without him. And so we need to go get him right now, stat. I'm uh I'm actually yeah I'm I'm kind of broke up about this. If you if oh, please don't make me talk about it, please just let us go. Don't make him talk about it, bro. It's real rough already. <laughs> so much. Oh, I'm sorry for even mentioning it. The guard says, like, "Wow, that's a that's a rough story, guys." Well, 
I can let you out of the city just fine. I just need you to look here. Have you have you seen this man here? And it's a crude drawing of a kind of stout-looking figure wearing clogs. And it looks like they're like kind of dancing a little bit. And it looks like they're wearing this weird little crown with little horns on it. Oh, no. Does this look familiar? Yeah, have we seen this guy? We had a, a couple of guys um, named uh, Daniel and Steven say they saw a guy looking something like this. <clears throat> started that fire in the sewers. Was looking, we're, we're looking for him, making sure we catch this guy. So we're asking everyone who, before they leave the city, you seen anyone who looks like this? I did see him, bro. He was over by the frog bellows. If you hurry up, you can catch him. Really? Yeah. That's a deception check. Yeah. Can I help? I'm just going to, like, nod in agreement in the background. That's a 15. And I got an nine. I didn't help much. Oh, really? Really? Shit. (laughs) He says, he says, Eric, get over here. Watch the gate. And he runs off towards the frog bellows. He's like, he's like, these guys are good. Let them through. He li- he was he looked really cool too when I saw him. I already believe you. How he's running away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now real quick, kind of like out of character. Was, did we recognize that guy at all? Would I know that? It was me. <laughs> it was Copes. It was definitely Copes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was me. They're the guys I danced for. Remember he ran up and asked those two the, No, excuse me, the two guys that he just invented That he got to go talk to to ask for information Teach you to invent NPCs They throw you under the bus Apparently that's how That's how Brent's gonna <laughs> That's how he's gonna No, hold on, I feel I feel very stupid for not realizing That it was Copes <laughs> <laughs> I was thrown off No, I didn't, get, I didn't get it at first either Just from the description on the paper, I didn't get it I was thinking I was thinking like a little halo demon guy with cool shoes. When he said Daniel and Steven saw him, and he said he yeah. had clogs, and I have hooves. They were a little drunk still, so. <laughs> Drinking too many Bloody Marys. I, I think we kind of quickly pick up the pace here. <laughs> hey, guys, maybe we should uh, get out of town. Uh, head to that mountain now. Yep, let's go. I try to walk very light-footed so I don't make any clomp-clomp sounds <laughs> with my with my hooves. You're kind of shuffling. Yeah, <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> as I slide my hooves along the, the cobblestones. On my way out, I want to grab that paper from, like, Eric's hand. Is that it? Get a good look at it yet? And I'm like, hmm. You know what? Guys, does it? You don't think this kind of looks like. Nope. Are you? I mean, and I start pointing at Copes. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I just look the. I, I don't think. No, not at all. I'm pretty. And somebody else. Let's go, man. Come on. The clogs? Yeah, they, he's back into the frog metal, but no. And like the, it could be Thrasher. Cut him in half. It could be the, it could be the. <laughs> cut him in half, Thrasher. Uh, I'm not gonna cut him in half, but I am going to pick him up and just start walking out of the gate. I, I dropped the flyer. I'm like, but look, I'm just saying, like maybe it could be, uh, it could be, him. it could be just like. It did say reward 200 gold pieces. Oh man. I don't think I noticed that. Okay, thank God. You're a dead man. You're a dead man, Copes. <laughs> All right, so you guys head out of the city? Yeah. Is it like, it's still early, right? Yeah, I would say it's still daytime. Maybe like mid-afternoon, early afternoon, something like that. Okay. Let's say mid-afternoon. I'm going to be 
definitive about this. Yeah. Mm. For for once in your life. Yeah, it's your world. To be decisive about something. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's early afternoon. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> something bad's going to happen now. He changed it for a reason. As you make it to the mountain, you see an airship fly into town. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So just to give me an idea, like, you guys are traveling along the road headed north. I'm going to give you a little description of it. How do you imagine you guys travel together? Do we have any gazelles? So Copes might know this. Dire gazelles are pretty rare. Most people don't have one, nor could they afford one, because you typically have to... All right, so we're just walking then. ...earn the trust of a great of a dire gazelle in order to become its rider. Can I... Can I turn into one? Yeah, but then you don't trust yourself until you've earned your own trust. <laughs> I already don't trust you. Oh, uh, yeah, we're just... um. Sorry, Cubs. We're just <laughs> hoofing it. Ugh. Uh, well, he's hoofing it. You're demoning it. <laughs> you, you guys set off. Let's give you a little description of the, the surrounding terrain. You don't want any more bad jokes before we get there? <laughs> no, come on, man. Just take it in stride. Boo. That was good, Eric. <laughs> We're walking. I can't or do this anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> I wanted to find the bottom of the of the of the well there. I think I did. Yeah, that was it. Come on, man, just take a hike. Get out of here. You're you're digging now. All right, the surrounding terrain in front of you is mostly empty grasslands, rolling hills, covered with a uh, thick grass. It's green. So you know that the, the grass that populates the fields is actually lightly sharp to the touch. So if you walk through it, you, you kind of run the risk of cutting yourself or your boots if you're not careful with the way you step. See, that's some fantasy-ass grass right there. Still green, but it assaults you. With the open skies and open landscape, you see an expanse of grass in front of you. The only thing that kind of fill, otherwise fills the view is the sight of Fargrave Mountain off in the distance. They call these plains the repeating plains. They are mostly open, but they have scattered patches of forest so thick that their interiors are completely obscured. It's called it's called the repeating plains because of the continuous sort of mountain formations that form. It's as it's as though as soon as like say Fargrave Mountain disappeared in the horizon behind you, another mountain would appear in the horizon in front of you. And thus it's called the repeating plains. Could you say that again? And thus it's called the repeating planes. Or do you want the whole one, thing? One more, t- one more, one time. more time. And. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Fuck. <laughs> he trotted right into that one. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh, no. Jared, come back. <laughs> He's had enough. That was one too many puns for me. <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing tonight. <laughs> Come on, that was great. Come on, Jared, you should always be prepared. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, continue. The, re- the repeating plains stretches nearly empty for hundreds of miles before reaching the northern tip of the continent, where the city, the magical city of, what'd you call it? Outside city? Outsider city? Alcaster Isle. Outcaster Isle. Al, A-L. Before reaching the northern tip of the continent, Alcaster Isle, where the magical city resides. For hundreds of years, the expanse stood empty of settlements, and unsure why. 
it said that vengeful spirits bring ruin on those who live there. And the abandoned settlements that can be found along the path to Outcaster Isle best be avoided. So by that description, the path is fairly easy to travel. Just light hills up and down. Not much difficulty there. The path stretches open before you. You have plenty of sight. Yep. We're high. You said it's about a day's walk. A uh, day and a half. So you'll be, you'll probably camp one night and then you'll arrive sometime the next morning. Do you guys feel like a little weird after last night? Like some things are just different in our lives? No. N- not really. It's kind of just like, Rock and rolling, you know? My stomach just feels a little upset. I feel a little off. What did you eat? I don't know. Pigeon? Pigeon. It's it's probably just all the alcohol, bro. Yeah, I feel... I'm going to walk over in the bushes. Um, Not in the bushes, on the side, and kind of dry heave a little bit. And then, oops, didn't know I could do this, turn right into a gazelle. <laughs> 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 yeah. Just, <laughs> where where did Copes go? Copes, did that gazelle kill Copes? How tall is a dire gazelle? So at your strength, you can't quite turn into like the full size dire gazelle, which is quite the grand creature. But you can turn into one that's like rideable. No, I was thinking of one of the ones that are like native to these plains, like gnome sized, just a real tiny one. So Copes is, he grew up in like the, the, the star druid place, like where they all just use star forms. I don't, I don't think he knew that he could do this. And I think this was kind of like a reaction that it was like almost latent magic within him and he doesn't know how to control it. So like he just had this weird impulse and he didn't know what was going on. I don't know of another good way, like, but it doesn't make sense that he would just know he could turn into any animal he wanted. <laughs> it was on the mind. But yeah, I just like morph into a gazelle. I imagine it's the last creature I saw, or the most recent. And I just kind of look real scared like I saw a predator and just kind of bound around in circles. Hey, ho- ho- hold on, Knox. I, th- I, think, I think that is Copes. Oh, he, he looks different. I mean, he's still got the hooves and the horns. and I mean, he's not that different, I guess, but. You kind of walk around like you're a baby, like deer or something, like learning to walk. Yeah, like my legs are all like fucking. <laughs> my legs are all awesome. I want to pull out like um, I assume I have like some traveling like jerky or something, right? Yeah, but it's traveling jerky, so it's gone. Some type of ration. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Stop it, Jared. Hold on. You can. No, don't. <laughs> Jared, please stay. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, so I do. I pull out some. Some jerky out of my bag, and I I walk up near this like beautiful gazelle, and I hold it out. I'm like, "Copes, is is that you? You want you want some jerky, bro?" I walk up all timid, like real slow, and like kind of stiff my nose out, kind of smell the jerky. <laughs> I look at Knox. I'm like, "Oh, I think I think he likes it, dude. I think you're doing great." Ooh, ooh, I, ooh. I take a little lick. <laughs> Why are you being timid? You're still you. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs> Why are you role-playing scared animal? I'm scared. I pat his head <laughs> while, while, he's, while he's eating it. I like that. I grab all of it in my mouth and run like 10 feet away and eat it. Oh, oh my God. I, I can't wait to tell some other person. I can't wait to tell Wagon Wheel about this. Um, and then I'm going to run up to Knox and put my head down so he can get on. Oh, Knox. Oh, oh this is awesome. <laughs> oh, and he jumps right up on the back. Thrasher is going to... 
Uh, all right, guys, I guess we should probably keep walking. And he starts walking away, and the whole time he's mumbling to himself, like, okay, that's no, that's fine, because you just get uppies from anybody. It doesn't matter. No, I thought it was a fun thing for us. But. I, I, I'm comfortable now, so I'm prancing along with Knox. And, Brent, I would like to imagine that my, my gazelle horns are still pierced with my star earrings that I got at Eclair's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. All right, Coach, I don't know if you can hear me, but, like, this is awesome, bro. Like, uh, just if you want me to get on, just you know, duck your head, and I'll just I'll, cl- I'll climb right on too. I'm doing the thing where I'm like shaking my head like the Jungle Book or the Lion King, or whatever. Like, fuck it. Akuna, Mata. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I feel like this way. So so is Knox. He's yeah, like, right. this is amazing. I don't have to walk. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Cubs grew up in the. <laughs> We're gonna get a cease and desist. Yeah, Cubs grew up in the glades, right? He's nature, so he's happy to be back out and not in the city, you know, beyond the gates in the world. So, and he's relishing in his newfound powers. Yeah, it's just an awesome day. I think we're just like strutting our stuff now, like just on the way to this beautiful mountain, those sharp grass all around us, and just a cool gazelle, and, and to like rescue some people, right? Yeah, that too. Well, yeah, but okay. Fine. Hey guys, wouldn't wouldn't it be great if that wasn't actually Copes and he disappeared and we we're just walking <laughs> with this random gazelle? <laughs> like we get to the fight, we're like, "All right, Copes, do your thing." <laughs> just gazelle standing there chewing his cud. Like. <laughs> Copes comes out of the bush after taking a pee. A few minutes later, where'd everybody go? Uh, for the rest of this campaign, I'm playing a random gazelle. It's just a real gazelle, and then Copes will show up in the finale. <laughs> do you speak with animal like? Copes, why aren't you helping? And he's like, who's Copes? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> more jerky. I want more jerky. You've just been walking around carrying our stuff for no reason. It's a living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And uh, while, while we're traveling down the road. I'm- hey, hey, that was a good. Oh, dear was a good joke. I liked that. Yeah. We need to acknowledge that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So uh, as, as Knox is... Uh, riding on top of the gazelle, uh, he's taken this moment that he has some time, and he pulls off his... He has a name. Does he? Well, maybe. Maybe it's Copes. Maybe it's just a random gazelle. I'm not sure yet. Uh, he pulls off his wizard robe and kind of packs it up and pulls out the new leather armor that he just purchased and and straps on the armor and, and straps on the new scimitar and scabbard onto his side uh, and kind of pulls out the scimitar atop of this... You know, like he's a, a mounted combatant, kind of swinging it around, having some fun, enjoying his ride as everybody else walks. And as you walk along the path toward Fargrave Mountain, you spot some of the scattered wildlife on the grasslands. You see these small little dog creatures with large, broad, flat faces that kind of seem to way outweigh the size of their bodies. And they roam in large <laughs> packs in 20 or more as they kind of like run around in groups playing. As you approach, they kind of watch you curiously, but if you make any gesture toward them, they back away quickly. Guys, look, puppies! You think one of those is Copes? I sure hope this is Copes. Is this just a random gazelle? I make a gazelle sound. Ah, that makes me feel better? I can't talk, right? No. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) but I give the gazelle a good pat. <laughs> yeah, what's a gazelle sound? I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm doing a YouTube. 
No, come on, just do it. Do it. Do a gazelle. Eh. Oh, is that it? <laughs> That's fantasy gazelles. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's really like, oh, 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 You know, gazelle sounds. <laughs> oh, my God. Suddenly, Knox feels less comfortable riding on top of the gazelle. Well, you should have fun doing that. <laughs> So we saw those dogs. Is this is that something we just see like multiple times while on the day? Okay, heard. It's like a Rattata when you're playing Pokemon. Dude, you stole the <laughs> fucking Pokemon out of my mouth. God. Yeah, you. They seem to be one of the more common creatures. While we're walking, uh, Dimrock decides to just play a little beat for everybody, and it's just kind of like a nat, like a nice, like happy, upbeat feeling. Uh, I know we're, like, on our way to rescue people, but it's going to take a day to get there anyway. So, like, no reason to be sad, right? Like, And I cast uh, Friends. It's a cantrip. It helps with something, but I was just feeling good about hanging out with these guys. So I just wanted to, you know, cast Friends. <laughs> I don't know why, guys. I just I feel like we're better friends than we were about a minute ago. Boom. Well, I was really just playing some music for everybody, but that's just what came out. I wish there was some way to... to... <laughs> Put on some numerical value about this friendship bonding moment. Yeah, that'd be nice. A point system of some sorts. If only, if only. But there's not. Maybe one day. Well, I mean, if anyone gets a friendship point, it's Demarok, because he he made you guys be better friends. That's reasonable. Well, he forced it with spells. Is that real friendship? I think real friendship is riding on an animal's back. It's not ethical friendship, but it's friendship. (laughs) Ethical friendship. (laughs) All right, so you travel for a good portion of the day. The evening is approaching. The sun is starting to go down. The two suns. Y'all ever notice how you can never travel in D&D without something happening? Weird, right? When off in the the distance, you see a figure on the back of one of the dire gazelles, and he's headed uh, along the trail south towards Ballast. Towards us? Yeah, towards you guys. I do a fancy, like, almost like I'm trying to do, like, crip walk, like, (laughs) I want to be like, I want to look like the cooler gazelle. Oh, I forgot you were a gazelle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that little nugget. No, I'm like prancing with all four. Like, I'm doing like a cool gazelle prance. And Knox straightens up and tries to look as noble as possible on his prancing gazelle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely just hitting that with a little drum beat. I mean, we're just having a good day, I guess. So we're like, yeah, we're showing up proper. Right. The figure on uh, Gazelle back approaches closely, and he starts to slow down as he comes near the four of you. You see that it is a, a large cloaked figure with his hood up and his face obscured. I start to play something a little spookier. Like, <laughs> it definitely affects my mood there. The robe extends well past his feet and over his hands, so no part of his body is visible. Or her body. As they walk up uh, and approach, I'm going to say, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, ma'am or sir, any news from the road up ahead? Strange sounds from the mountain. Seems like a dangerous place. He talks in kind of a low, like, vibrational way of speaking. That wasn't that low. Could you try again? Strange sounds from the the mountain. Must be dangerous there. Suddenly, I seek <laughs> information. Ah, uh, what information do you seek? <laughs> My gazelle makes strange sounds too, so I understand. I search for one. I hear he is in the city. 
to the south. Oh, I know like a lot of people down there. Like, yeah, who are you looking for? This one is one of a kind. You would know or you'd remember if you met him. Oh, it's me. You're looking for me. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I hand him one of my flyers. Uh, uh. Is it the man in clogs that you seek? No, that man is too dangerous. <laughs> he looks at the paper. He's like, this is not the one I seek. I seek a one who in my land, and he kind of makes a sound like a scoff. He calls himself Rick. <coughs> oh, Rick. There's a lot of Ricks back there. Yeah, man, plenty of Ricks back there. Many Ricks, you say? Yeah, tons. Describe them. Perhaps one of them is the one I seek. This name is not so common in my land. I think that town has some really big wreck energy, so... I turn my gazelle head around and look at him for stealing my joke. I glare (laughs) at Nox. Hold on. This is important. Does the skeleton dude laugh? He does not laugh. In fact, as, as each of you speaks to him in turn, his head kind of, like, jerks suddenly to look at each of you. He, he, he kind of moves kind of unnaturally. What are, you, uh, what are you looking for this Rick guy for? He has a role to fill, and I seek his return to my lands. If you know of where I can find him, I can pay. And he holds out a pouch of gold and jingles it. What's, uh, what's your name, man? Call me Forager. Call me Forager. Yeah, Forger, yeah, right. Like, so I'll tell you right where the Ricks are. Just go to um, the hospital in the town. There's like mm. at least six, seven, eight Ricks there. I see one Rick and one Rick only. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's probably one of those guys. You have no description? Yeah. Nothing that could tell me if this is the Rick I seek? No, sure, I got you. There was a... Uh, Right, right. There was a tall one and a short one. And one of them was kind of stocky. And there was one with brown hair and one with blonde hair. One with big eyes and one with little eyes. Like, it's got to be one of those, right? Some of these descriptions match the one I seek. He he reaches into his robe and pulls out a smaller pouch, and he throws it to to one of you. No, he throws it to me, and I catch it. <laughs> Come on, I just gave him, I just told him where the Rick was. He's like, I thank you for the information. And then without another word, he begins trotting away. Right on. That was a cool dude, guys. I love how Matt tried to save a bunch of people by naming him Rick, and he just sent a, a <laughs> demon forager after half the people. I'm going to get something right one of these days, I tell you. Can, can I roll a, an insight check on that guy? And how much money did I get? Oh, gosh. Insight. Minus one on the roll here. Oh, I got a two. That's a three minus one. A two insight. It's fifteen gold pieces in that pouch, and it's a what? A two? A two? Yeah. Well, you you just can decide what you think about him. That guy seems like a real stand up fellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was real cool. Like, I like anybody who pays their way through. You know? Yeah, those people are usually working with good intentions. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> that's that's right, boy. I- and I, I want to pat him on the back a little bit. I kick. I kick out. I don't try to kick him, but I like kick. Oh. I, th- I thought for sure right in the middle of that conversation you were going to turn back into Copes. And I was just going to be standing on your back. <laughs> no, I'm running high. I get this for an hour. My first time being an animal. I'm into this. 
So with that, it is the it's the evening of your your first day of travel. You you can see the forest surrounding the mountain off in the near distance. You think you'll arrive there within about three or four hours. You guys make camp for the night. Can we hit the moment I turn back into a copse? <laughs> because I don't realize that it would only lasted that long. So okay, describe what you're doing mid thing. Um, I like to think I'm trying to do a uh, I'm trying to do a cool antelope uh, handstand. And, yeah, knocks us on my back. Maybe he's trying to he's trying to surf me. You show me <laughs> the hands on an antelope, and then I will accept your handstand. I'm trying to do a hoof stand. Any way an antelope stands <laughs> is a hoof stand. I don't. <laughs> So you're standing. So I'm just standing. I'm trying to do a wheelie. Yeah, I'm trying to do a wheelie to see if Knox can hang on while I'm doing it. And I, you know. Yeah, I imagine we've been doing this for a little while. So this is like Knox is like, look, guys, I can do it with no hands. Check this out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. When suddenly. What's it sound like? (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) I, uh, Copes comes sprawling out on the ground, like face first in the dirt. And I guess Knox probably lands right on top of me. Ah, And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <coughs> oh my god, that was incredible! What? What? Ha- that was pretty incredible. What happened? I was—I don't know. I was a deer, I think, or or a a, a gantelope. It was majestic. Yeah, I was, it was absolutely majestic. I was beautiful, wasn't I? I'm not stopping walking, guys. Let's go. That was that was crazy. Thrasher, okay. come on! He just okay. He's gonna leave us here, though. What did it feel like? It felt incredible. I've only had two hooves my entire life, and then I had four. And I was like, oh, my God. Double down. Mm, double hooves. Double down on the hooves. And uh, I, I want to do that every day for the rest of my life. And Knox, hey, sweet surf, sweet surf there while I was wheeling. Hey, I, res- I respect your choice, bro. You should just be whatever creature you want. I think I'm going to now. Especially ones that can carry people. Yeah. Even just small people. Yeah, man. Like a gnome. Yeah, man. I mean, the, the choices are very deep with when i'm you know with you so uh i think i think we just gained some real friendship between you and me Knox. that was awesome yeah, I, I agree <laughs> like a close a close bonding moment okay, all right, just, okay come on can't be asking for it i can ask for whatever i want they don't mean anything <laughs> now who's sucking yeah. one day they're gonna matter <laughs> that's what drew carey said and it never came to fruition but uh, yeah, that was amazing. Uh, I guess I guess I'm gonna walk it out from here though, and then I start doing the walk it out dance. Hey guys, it's it's, uh, it's getting dark. Y'all think we should set up camp? Maybe uh, pack it in for the night and make it to the mountain tomorrow. Right on, bro. Sleep beneath the stars, just the way I love it. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so we start setting up the tent and making a fire. Should we make a fire? Is that? Oh, are, we, are we stopping back there? I'm all right. I'm coming. Yeah, man, we're we're back here. Sorry about that. Um, I'm gonna turn around right where we're standing and cast create bonfire. A little flame bursts forth, but it's not little. It's a nice bonfire. Yeah, right here, good guys. Oh, that's perfect. I didn't even have to get sticks. Yeah, bro, I got you. Well, we're gonna need sticks, but is it is it star shaped? Uh, no, it looks like uh, a galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Let's just describe it no further than that. All right, so you guys enjoy enjoy some time by the fire. Maybe you eat some rations or something that you brought with you. Maybe somebody cooked something. I, yeah, Knox is just sitting around the campfire, expectantly waiting, looking around. Uh, I'm hungry. I don't, you know, it's a long day. A lot of, a lot of sitting. I pull my 
jerky closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like edging towards him. Like, yeah, I guess we're up to like fast tonight, guys. But that's good for the body. Knox is looking down at the frog in his pocket, licking his lip. Mm. Hey, uh, hey, Thrash, you got any more of that jerky, bro? <laughs> I, I never had any jerky. Oh, shit. Did, did we have jerky? Who has jerky? Uh, d- Demi has jerky. Mm. No. Tyler can invent stuff. All right. Thrash has jerky now. <laughs> <laughs> you can invent it, but just know he'll throw you under the bus two episodes later. I'm a circle of the stars, dude, and I'm also one of the god kind who can invent anything I want into this world. <laughs> I'm going to go look for something to eat. And then I find it and come back and eat it. <laughs> All right. What is it? Is it one of those dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I would never. All right. So you guys have a nice meal with whatever you brought with you or whatever you decide to forage for yourself. And you have a nice night under the stars. Is anyone going to keep watch overnight? I'll take the first watch, guys. I don't even think about taking a watch. I just go to bed. Yeah, I've had a long day. I turned into a fucking animal never done that it's exhausting uh yeah nox is just gonna go ahead and, and crash hey hey thrash if you need a break let me know okay i got it uh, i got a 14 perception for my watch i've got two things for you right here i'm gonna start with one of them so copes you're having a nice dream i assume oh yeah you find yourself lying in a i guess in a glade in the twilight glades partially submerged in the cool waters of the glade, looking up at the stars. Suddenly you feel yourself being pulled upward. You find yourself pulling free from the earth itself, or whatever, fantasy earth, and tumbling upward into the sky as though you're falling. Sweet. The stars themselves seem to approach you as you fly through the skies, the planet behind you disappearing into a tiny speck and then into nothingness. Got no, con- you have no context of distance or anything like that. Hard to tell what's near you and what's far away from you. One of the constellations starts to vibrate visibly. Other stars begin to vibrate in sequence, starting with one, two, three, before forming into a constellation you recognize well. Which one is it? Which one? I'm asking you. What do you think? Which one would be contacting you right now? Oh, uh, which constellation? Anjanath the archer you see the sparkling form of Anjanath the archer suddenly you hear something in your mind a low vibration that resolves into a voice that although unfamiliar sounds like a voice you've heard many times before so far from home bro yeah bro don't know how I got here oh you're like Trying to do deep voice plus the accent. <laughs> <laughs> we prefer this. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Wilbur. We prefer the same. We like being far from each other. It's really the stars that bring us together. Keep it going. I like it. I appear to you tonight. <laughs> I appear to you tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up? I appear you tonight. It's a totally different accent as soon as I start talking. Good. Keep going. I like it. It's fine. It doesn't matter how you sound. It's just how that guy sounds. Just like us, you don't mind the distance from home. I appear to you tonight as a warning. Your brothers and sisters, they're disappearing every day. 
can no longer sense or feel a connection to them, but I can't talk to them like I can talk to you. Your powers are newly born, bro, like a star that burns brightly, so I can speak to you now as I cannot speak to your brothers and sisters. I'm not sure what I advise to do, nor do I think you necessarily should, but I just implore you, be careful. I worry that this is the end. I'll never lose my way while I follow Sinestra's path, brother, and I will find my way back to the glade. Well said, bro. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle, brother. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little Satar. And you, you find yourself hurtling back towards the planet before crashing into it like a meteorite crashes into the surface. Was that, was that uh, Jiraiya? That was cool. I love that. Oh man, Copes is the chosen one. You just gotta g- give me some uh, supernatural shit that's going on with you, Thrasher. Thrasher, you're keeping watch overnight. As you're keeping watch, you hear what sounds like a commotion off in the distance. Like hard to describe. It sounds like like wild screeching, and you're like rustling of bushes. It sounds like it's maybe two, three hundred feet away. Uh, do these sounds uh, are they familiar to me at all? See, I mean, all of you have, like, traveled around. Yes. Roll a nature check. Maybe you haven't encountered these before. Twelve. Twelve? Uh, it sounds bird-like, whatever it is. How far away does it sound like it is? Is it approaching? Is it just off in the distance somewhere? Yeah, just in the distance. It doesn't sound like it's getting any closer. Uh, everybody else is sleeping soundly, yes? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, Copes is doing some weird stuff in his sleep. He's floating in the air, covered in light. <laughs> Nothing to see here, bro. <laughs> so I, I walk up to him as he's floating, and I just go, uh, Hey, man, just keep an eye out for me for a minute. And then I'm going to go check out those noises. All right, are you doing it sneakily? Um, I don't think I would be, no. I think I'm, I, I'm not going to you know, be crashing through the woods, but no, I'm just going to kind of walk that direction and see what I see. You don't have dark vision, right? I do not. Yeah, I like how we left the one one of the guys without dark vision up to watch in the dark. It's actually hysterical. <laughs> All right, as you approach the sound more closely, you can kind of make out some of the more, more of the detail. It sounds like fighting, like animals clawing and shrieking at each other. That sounds interesting to me. Uh, I will sneak because I don't want to interrupt. I'm not very sneaky at all. That was a five. Before this begins, I'm going to say everyone got a full-long rest. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Thank you, bro. You continue approaching more closely, and as it resolves into your vision, you have to get within, I believe, 30 feet to actually see it at nighttime. That makes sense. You see a large circle of these long-legged bird-like creatures. They're like emus. Do they have black eyeliner on? Hmm. Shut up, Tyler. <laughs> With razor-sharp beaks. That all are malformed and cracked into different shapes. You see they stand in a circle. In the middle of them, you see two other of these emu-like creatures going at each other savagely. As the other emus seemingly cheer on the combatants. What do the two in the middle look like? Uh, there, there's one that has bright, uh, bright pink plumage. And he's got a scar across one of his eyes. I like that guy. I like that guy a lot so far. The other one has no eyes. Both of them are scratched out. Oh, man, they're both awesome. And, he, and, he, and he's got a bandana on around his eyes. Ah! 
and they just are savagely going at each other with their razor-sharp beaks that have been cracked in various ways, almost like shattered glass. What do you do? I mean, once I see what's going on, I think I'm just going to step into the line like I'm part of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, Pinky, let's go! Oh my god. <laughs> I was so hoping that was going to happen. They're all squawking and cheering along when you call out, and they just stop, including the two combatants, and they turn their heads comedically, you know, in, a, in mm-hmm. an emu-like way, where they just all, <laughs> right to you. And then they all simultaneously screech and uh, start viciously attempting to peck at you. Uh, pull out my axe and call out to my friends, uh, Everybody get up! We gotta beat these emus! <laughs> for, for perspective, there are about 15 of these. Oh, gosh. Including the two in the middle. Yeah, but these are a bunch of bitches. All right, so roll... Let's see. Just give me an initiative roll. Um, we'll say you guys heard being called out to. Copes, you awaken from your dream as you hear Thrasher yelling for help. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. 15? Yeah, 15, is that what you said? All right, so you get to take an action first. I won't count you calling out to them as an action. What do you do? After the call out? Yeah. Well, since they're obviously attacking me, I've whipped my axe out and I rage. You can go ahead and attack if you want. Yeah, why not? Whoever's closest to me, they're getting it. What are you guys doing, the other three of you? Keep going. Uh, I wake up, obviously, from hearing this. Yeah. Did, Did he say emus? I thought he said emos. Uh, let's let's get out there and help him. What's going on, Thrasher? Hold on, guys. I gotta get on my get on my my shorts, and my my hoodie and stuff real quick. I'll be right there. There's no time, bro. There's no time, Dimmy. We gotta go. There's a bunch of emos out here. I'm coming. <laughs> None of them are wearing eyeliner. Hurry! They're probably coming. They're probably gonna cover him in eyeliner. Yeah, I mean, I wake up kind of groggy and just like I. Putting everything on, like getting ready, and I feel like I'm a little behind. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I mean, they they're they're going. They got it. I mean, I'm coming. Well, don't wake me up and like immediately be like, come on, <laughs> let's go go go. It's like, okay, fine. I get it. I'm coming. All right. So you guys are on your way. Uh, Please spend your time on me. These emus are pecking at my head. Oh my. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> This is an issue, issue. (laughs) (laughs) Issue. So, Demarok, you're a little bit behind. Thrasher, are we about to start a fight? How much, we'll we'll see. How much damage did you take, or do? (laughs) Uh, um, I rolled 15 to hit. That's a hit. Oh, max damage. 16 damage. My God. 16 damage. Which one do you cut down? Uh, who was closest to me? Both of the combatants are there. Nah, you know what? Nah, man. If, if, if I was cheering for Pinky, and he he came at me, bro. Like, nah. Pinky, you were everything to me. And then I cut him down. Oh my god. So describe what you do. Pinky makes a makes a heroic leap at you, leaping up in the air and then extending its neck backward and then jabbing at you. I don't even cut him. As he's jumping in the air, I shove my axe so that, like, the loop in the top of it catches up under his head and then swing him over the top of me oh and slam God. his head into the ground. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
as you do that, all of the birds simultaneously stop and turn to look at you again. And it's quiet for about five, ten seconds. Before they start backing away, forming a circle around you and the blindfolded one. <laughs> and the, th- the other three of you walk up. I'm guessing you get what's happening here. Oh, yeah. As one of, one of them squawks wildly, and you get the sense that that means <laughs> begin. I'm going to yell from the outskirts, Drop your axe, bro. This is insane. You got to wrestle that bird. The two of you run up with Demarok a little bit behind, finding Thrasher completely surrounded by these large e- emus. <laughs> I almost said emus. <laughs> locked in a duel with one of them who's wearing a bandana. Yeah, I. I I was lagging behind, but kind of as soon as I see what's really going on, super into it. Like I run up and pull out that gold pouch that I had with the fifteen gold that the uh, the forager gave me. Hey, uh, I got uh, fifteen dollars on the. Uh... Oh, I don't know what you look like. He's the only non-bird. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> You're a human, right? <laughs> yeah, I look like Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse. Hey, uh, I got fifteen gold on the uh, on the human on the on the featherless one. What? So nobody wants to take my bet? And I'm just jingling my bag around. An enterprising young emu walks up to you, drops a leather case into your hands with fifteen gold pieces in it. I dap him up and like kind of look up to him in the eyes, and we you know both like give a cool nod at each other when he does that. I don't know if this means what I think it means, but... Knox ah! pulls out a scimitar. He's like, Thrash! Wh- y- you good? What-, what are we doing? Stand back, guys. This is between me and the bird. Do I get a turn here? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn into one of those birds and join the circle. Yeah. I'm joining the circle, too. You can get on my back. Oh, perfect. Can Copes tell what they're saying? Can you understand birds i don't know how that works but i i am indeed gonna shift into one of them and scooch my way into the circle i think you can talk to creatures that are the same as you i think this creature might be a little stronger than what you could turn into as well but you can turn into a little one okay yeah, i turned to a small one a perfect gnome sized one is it big enough that he can ride me yeah yeah heck yeah we joined the circle uh i'm gonna step up to in the middle of the circle and i'm gonna hold my axe up uh and kind of gesture at it to ask the bird, like, hey, we, we doing weapons? Do I need to put this down? What's up, man? The, the blindfolded bird with two scratched out eyes <laughs> drops into a battle stance. All right, yeah. His, uh, his, his shattered, broken beak reflecting the light menacingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, since I killed the first one with my axe, or at least kind of using my axe, I'm going to assume that the axe is okay, since I don't have beaks or talons. They're ready for this. Should I roll a new initiative? Yeah, a new initiative, you verse. Death beak. Death beak. It's death beak. Alright, my new initiative is... 21! Oh! Oh, shit. So you beat out death beak. You go first. I'm still raging, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I do believe I will hit him with a attack, which I will be performing recklessly. Oh, my oh. God. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I just rolled a critical fail followed by a natural 20 for my attack. So thank God I decided to have advantage. Wow. Oh, man. So wait, it's double the dice, right? Plus the regular addition to my damage. Yeah, you don't get it that twice. You just get the roll twice. Yeah, okay. But double double roll. Okay. Aww. <laughs> oh, my God. Seven damage. Oh, that is so depressing. Knox looks down at Copes and goes, I am not amused. <laughs> wow, that Deathbeak can really dodge, huh? You swing your axe and Deathbeak curls its neck around the, the haft of your axe and like pulls it off horse. <sighs> and now it's like his beak is in your face and he does a quick thrashing of three pecks in succession. So you grant advantage since you were reckless, correct? Yep. I got a 13, a 23, and a 13. Uh, the 23 will hit. So you take four damage. Uh, is that considering that I cut it in half? That's piercing damage. I have resistance because I am raging. Oh, that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the emu. You meant the bird? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you sure I didn't cut him in half? <laughs> that I cut him clean in half? Yeah. <laughs> no, I have resistance to piercing damage right now. All right, you move your head to the side, like, quickly dodging those beak strikes, but one of them slashes you across the face. Ow. Well, I'm going to hit him again, then. I'm going to do it recklessly again, because why not? Uh, Yeah, 22. 22 is a hit. Four. (laughs) Seven more damage. Yeah, bro, give him the world one, two. We're trading. We're trading back and forth. I'm hitting him. He's hitting me. This is a good scrap. Yeah. Fight that blind bird. You're doing great. (laughs) Deathbeak is looking like he's in rough shape. Oh, now he's looking like he's in rough shape. (laughs) Yeah. He's not tip-top shape. As he was when he entered this bucket bag. As he starts stomping his, his talons angrily on the ground, and he rushes at you recklessly. Ooh. He strikes at you thrice one more time. 11, 19, and 16. 19 and 16 hit. So you take 6 and 7 damage. 13 total damage. It's piercing. So 6 total? Oh, it rounded up for damage. So 7 total. Oh, okay. You round up when it's against you. Take 7 damage and say that Deathbeak has got his neck coiled around you. I'm going to drop my axe and grapple him to the ground. Uh, what's my bonus for grapple? That's a strength check. I have advantage. I probably won't need it. I don't need Jesus. it. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> advantage again, folks. Another crit one and a 17 instead of that. So that'll be with my bonus. That will be uh, 19 total to grapple him to the ground. What do you do? I'm going to put him in a headlock, more or less. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, drag him down to the ground with me. And once I'm kind of on top of him and holding him down, I'm going to just yell out, Yield! And uh, then I look over at Copes in bird form and go, uh, Copes, could, could you translate that for me, please? Bacock, bacock. Bacock, bacock, bacock. <laughs> Alright, as a death beak struggles against you trying to free itself, it attempts to free itself a single time. And he does not succeed in freeing himself. So he kind of 
ah, ah, tries to struggle free before just passing out. His neck, it was like completely like stiff as it tried to struggle and it just falls limp to the ground. Way to strangle that blind bird. <laughs> really showed him. The other emus go wild, cheering and squawking in celebration. I run in with my feather, with my big wings and hold up Thrasher's hand. Got my hand up in the air with my axe. I pick. I picked my axe up, by the way. Yeah, and I pocket the I pocket the fresh gold I just won, and I write it down on my sheet. <laughs> I would like to try and uh, you know wake what do we call him Deathbeak. I would like to wake Deathbeak up. Yeah, with what? I'll give him a health potion. Deathbeak awakens, looks around confusedly, but then sees you, and you see a warrior's understanding in Deathbeak's eyes. And he bows his head down in respect. Uh, I bow down to him as well. And uh, I get Coach to translate, please. Great match, man. Uh, go in peace. Hope we get to meet up again sometime later. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you guys are going to really have to forgive his accent. I know his pronunciation's a little off, but he, he does as good as he can, you know? <laughs> oh, that was better, yeah. What does Deathbeak say back to me? It was an honor to duel with you. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that sound like for the rest of them, bro? Alright, <laughs> 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 oh, I'm so glad we added that. How does Demarok how do Demarok and Knox react to this? This is the first thing that happened. Like, it's pretty early in the morning. Like, you've just barely got enough sleep. Knox is still looking for someone to swing the sword at. There's, there's like 15 birds standing around us. He's on high alert still. After a few moments, the, the emus begin to scatter a little bit, going around doing their own thing, getting caught up in their own little squabbles amongst each other. Well, guys, I didn't envision my morning going this way. I gotta say, Thrasher, that was something. Yeah, man, how did that even happen? Like, what were you doing? Weren't you supposed to be taking a watch? I was watching. I heard a sound. I went and checked it out. And, uh, it, it was emus. You joined in some type of, like, ritualistic battle? I, I, yeah. All right, bro, that's sick. Hey, yeah. Uh, I know, it was a great morning, man. I'm having a really good time. Look, you know I can't miss opportunity, so I, I placed a bet on you, and look, I just feel like it's right that if I give it to you, so here's a uh, 15 gold. Oh, we gotta split that, man. Here, you take 10, I'll take 5. R- right on, right on. Alright, so, uh, one of the, one of the emus, it looks like a quite, quite an old one, covered in scars, also missing both of his eyes. God damn. This doesn't seem to prevent them from doing everything normally. Walks up to you with a, a tattered-looking pouch and drops it on the ground in front of Thrasher. It seems to be your reward for your victory. Uh, I bow down low. Uh, thanks, man. And I pick it up. You hear a little jingling of maybe a few things in there. I open it. So you find some, uh, some shiny gemstones in there, a couple rubies and an emerald. There's also a bottle with a bright blue bubbling liquid in it. What, what, what kind of potion was it? That's a potion that makes you lose your eyeballs, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and roll a, a D100. Yes! Yes! Ooh. Not even me, but I love this. 38. 
that's not 30 great. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll get one of the wah wah. <laughs> Damn it. My whole goal of this campaign was to not have one of those. <laughs> well, that's it's going to be a friendship points and wah wahs. Took you five whole episodes. Inside, you find a, a finely detailed hat. It's a very fancy looking hat. Got a silk scarf and a feather sticking out of it. Mm. Is it one of Deathbeak's feathers? It's exactly the kind of thing you think an emu would treasure. <laughs> can Deathbeak pluck one of his feathers for the hat? Yeah. Hey, Brent, can you tell me what the hat is now just so I can write it down even though my character doesn't know? Feathered hat. Yeah, what kind of magic is in it? What unbeknownst secrets are there? You know what? Actually, I don't care. I put my dope hat on. Both of your eyes fall out. <laughs> don't need them. Don't need them. I'm an emu now. Don't need eyes. And after the emo gives his gift, he turns around and runs straight into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you feel a slight tingling on your scalp when you put the hat on, but no further effect. Uh, just so that I know I have it all, it was two rubies, an emerald, a potion of something or other in the hat? Yep. All right, just making sure I got it all. That's a hat of tingling. Guess, guess where you're supposed to put it. <laughs> on your other head. Wrong head, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Bazinga. <laughs> Uh, Nox hops down and runs over to the one emu that he just like flat out killed, the first one, uh, and plucks one feather off of his body and sticks it in his little fanny pack components pouch and then runs back and hops back on the corpse emu. Yeah, desecrate that corpse. I think you were the one that desecrated it, not me. All right, so now the the emus have kind of resumed not paying attention to y'all and they're just fighting amongst each other. Uh, sometimes one of the other ones will like completely murder the other one, and the other ones will converge and consume them wildly. Oh. Good thing you didn't lose that fight, Thrash. Do you feast out of respect on the one you did kill? I mean, if everyone's doing it. <laughs> yeah, you get some neck. Yeah, yeah, I do. Demi gets in there and slices some up uh, sashimi style for the rest of the crew. Sashimi emu. All right, guys. I think we should get back on the road. It's been a, it's been a wild morning. Yeah, I mean it's like six thirty. I feel like we're just damn. Hey, hey, Thrash. You think you could uh, convince a couple of these emus to let y'all ride them so we can make it to the mountain quicker? Uh, Copes, could you ask for me since I can't? You know, boy, I hate it every time. I'm pointing my wings all over the place. The ones that you're talking to are, are fighting, and then they look up angrily. I, I would specifically like to ask Deathbeak, through Copes, but, you know, I, I would like to ask Deathbeak specifically, hey, are there a couple emus that we could borrow to ride to our destination so we can complete our mission? It doesn't, it doesn't, Copes, you don't think that's something they seem like they'll agree to, but you can make a roll on Thrasher's behalf. With advantage. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> hey, listen, I try. Well, it'll just be a straight roll. If it was just Thrasher, then it would be disadvantage, so I'll let it, let it be a straight roll through you. One of my rolls is a straight d20 or nature. Persuasion, I guess. That is a uh, 14. Deathbeak claims that she is strong enough to carry the four of you alone. I believe her, even though I know it's not true. Is she, does she look strong enough to carry all four of us? Maybe, actually. Uh, I mean, there's probably not enough room on her back, but she lowers down her neck to the ground. 
Well, me and Demi can ride Deathbeak and uh, Nox can ride Copes. Or Nox could ride Copes Emu riding on Deathbeak Emu. Just a real hodgepodge here. That's hysterical. I'm like a little emu on the back of the emu <laughs> with you riding me. Emuception. Y'all are still walking, but the emu gets a ride. It's emus all the way down. <laughs> emus all the way down, man. And so on the wings of Deathbeak you ride. It's a very quick ride for the rest of the way, and you make it to the base of the mountain. Uh, other creatures seem to ignore you or avoid you while you're on the back of Deathbeak. Uh, once we get there, I'll hop off and say, you know, Deathbeak, we can't thank you enough for all your help. If we ever run into each other again, you've got a friend and an ally in me. And if you ever want to go again, I'm down. That was awesome. You've been in the forest as you reach the base of the mountain, and now it finally appears before you. You see a rough path that's largely overgrown. It's really only the barest hints of path remaining. It looks like you'll have to cut through significant brush to continue to ascend upward. But the the peak is visible from the base of the mountain. Guys, that was so much fun. I kind of forgot we were chasing down murderous harpies and goblins. Like, I think it's about to get tough. I kind of feel like emus are like kind of a, a step below harpies. It's like a nice stepping stone to getting into murdering harpies. They're like pre-harpy. Yeah, I uh, I personally prefer the uh, the emu uh, uh, battle battle tactics, and I think maybe we we go live with them. Nah, man, we we got to get up this mountain. We got to see if we can uh, make it in time to help some people. I'm not used to being an animal. I'm getting sidetracked easily. This is something I'm gonna have to work on. You look past the underbrush, up the trail that follows up the mountain before it goes out of sight. You see scattered rocks and boulders perched precariously waiting for their chance to fall down the mountain. You hear the scattered cries of something off in the distance. Is it a harpy or is it someone who needs help? Um, hey groupies, this is uh, Demarok and okay. I need some help. If any of you can tell me how much gold I actually have right now, <laughs> and just the first person to comment that on our on our Twitter page, I'm gonna send you a set of, a set of custom dice. So, uh, yeah, if you could just do that, please, and then I'll hit you up for your address. Thanks. Hey, bros, Cubs here. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed episode five. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please follow us at the DHCast on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for spending your time with us, and we hope to see you next week. Later, bros. Now give a little. This has been that was amazing, by the way. Give a little. This has been Discount Heroes, and then the tagline. Oh yeah. This has been Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. Come on, you should have yelled it like you were your character telling him not to forget it. Right, right. <laughs> don't forget the tagline oh shit oh shit oh yeah okay this is uh discount heroes where questionable results are always guaranteed hey bro when do we release uh we release every cinco de mayo oh no 
we release every Thursday, uh, every single Thursday. Uh, that's the day of the week. It comes fifth. If you're Icelandic, it's Torstag. Torstag. Miraculous. That's Wednesday. Okay. Cope speaks Spanish. <laughs> Wait, is that Icelandic? Crap. It's Martes. Martes. That's Tuesday. Lunes, Martes, yeah. Mier- Oh, it's Thursday. Miércoles. Jueves. It's like eggs, but female. It's Miércoles. It's not Jueves. It's Miércoles. <laughs> That's Wednesday. Lunes, Martes, Miércoles, Jueves, Vernes, Sábado. Domingo. Domingo. Oh, we, we don't release on Wednesdays. Never mind. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, I know. I did it too with Tuesday, so. This is good stuff. Knox looks carefully at Thrasher and then back at Copes and over to Demi and declares, who's going to carry me on their back up that mountain? I'm, uh, I'm feeling a little emu. I think that chick gave me harpies. I cannot believe I can turn into fucking animals for no reason. Hey, guys, you don't know this, but we, we recorded this episode before, and now it's <laughs> entirely different.